When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met fellow adventurers, once again we're in the Dragon Hill Fields to take part in Solondor's Grand Ring of Illusion. So now we are going on to round 15, and what could it be? The gathered onlookers rise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 15th round of Solondor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. But to what? Wolves of Winter. You stand in the charred, crumbling shell of what appears to have been the ground level of a massive stone tower. Through the canopy of barren, ice-laden branches overhead, you can make out a ceiling of dull grey clouds. All around you, even in the shattered ruins of the tower, is a knee-deep covering of newly fallen snow. You wonder what this place is, and whether or not the obvious disaster that befell this tower is to play any role in Solondar's latest illusionary challenge, when a vicious snarl breaks into the solitude of this wintry setting. Prepared to face the unexpected, you rush to the arts that once house the heavy wooden doors and peer out at the forest that surrounds the wound structure, moving slowly towards the tower, and you, through the deep snow is a large pack of winter wolves. You count eight of the large and dangerous white-coated canines as they close in on you. The Wonderbaraka is the cause for the scene I've reproduced here, says Solendor, gazing with obvious pride over his detailed illusion. Quite a few years back, Tallies himself explored the very wounds you're presently standing in, and he retrieved the Wanderbaraka from a place where he rested for centuries, 
whoever is passing through the enchanted wood without permission of its master, a powerful mage known only as the Ice Sorceress, brought about a few difficulties. You asked Solendor what the outcome of Tully's adventure was? Alas! Much like the outcome of nearly all his adventures, he replies, it was a resounding success. Through a hard-fought one, our lad. Don't think Tally's has ever put the one you bureau up for sale in that shop of his. You might do well to ask him about it, about it someday. Well, the pets of the ice saucers are eager to welcome you to their master's domain. Good luck, Soup. Solendor's apparition fades, and the scene about you immediately springs to life. I don't think these are going to let me pet them. The eight winter wolves continue their slow approach. Each of the vicious canines holds its head low and keeps its fierce eyes fixed on you in a, in a ravenous gaze as it slinks through the snow towards you. Realise only too well this large pack will attack you in unison. So I can just fight them, or I can use archery, which has to be level 50 or higher, to pick a few off. I'm going to use archery. Succeeded. 4x speed to archery. You fire four arrows in rapid succession, taking down an equal number of winter walls. The five remaining walls bound forward and attack, forcing you to shoulder your bow and prepare to defend yourself. I fight five winter wolves. The wolves snarl viciously as they tear at you with tooth and claw. One of the wolves clamps its jaws onto your leg, sinking its cruel teeth into your flesh. Oh, oh, get off, get off, get off! <sighs> Slain. 5xp. The snowy ground around your feet is littered with the bloody carcasses of the slain winter wolves. You step back from the wild and gruesome spectacle and immediately find yourself facing four more of the savage beasts to emerge from the woods on your right. The four winter wolves lunge at you, snarling viciously. Alright, the wolves snarl viciously as they tear at you with tooth and claw, but are still slain. 5 XB. The four winter wolves are dead, merely self confronted by a particularly large member of the savage species. The massive winter wolf that has burst from the undergrowth on your left wears a heavy iron collar and growls viciously as it bounds forward. And attacks. It's a large winter wolf. The winter wolf snarls viciously as it tears at you tooth and claw. Oh, I just went into battle wage. Rolling several twenties in a row and doing massive damage. And it is slain. 6 XP. The large winter wolf howls in agony as it collapses at your feet. There is no time to save your victory, however, for you're immediately set upon by an even lar- by a larger, even fiercer creature. This winter wolf, whose neck bears an iron collar similar to that worn by the creature you've just defeated, snarls as it bounds up to you and attacks. It's a large winter wolf. 
and it snarls viciously as it tears at you with tooth and claw. Ooh, the winter wolf clamps its jaws onto your legs, sinking its cruel teeth into your flesh. Get off, get off, get off, get off. You are slain. 6XP. The last and largest of the winter wolves collapses into the crimson-spattered snow at your feet, where it exhales for a final time and expires. A sudden whirlwind of snow and ice appears out of the trees ahead and hovers only inches above the top of the snow about ten yards from you. The whirlwind rapidly subsides, leaving its wake a blue-haired woman in stark white robes. The, the royal woman draws a stone wand and levels it at you. Her long blue hair appears to be made up of thin strands of ice climbs eerily in the breeze. You are free to go, she says, her black eyes sparkling. You may keep what you have taken, but you know you must not pass through my realm again. This will be your only such warning and make you retreat a hasty one. Now this, this is the hardest, the hardest fight in the entire Wing of Illusion. And by quite a margin, you've got to have, if I remember correctly, you've got to have 150 MR to make it a plus 9 where you about do give, give and receive equal damage. 562, so I'm going to give the people who are watching this a show and attack the Ice Sorceress. You've stepped forward, eager to engage the Ice Sorceress in a fight to the finish. Your formidable mage smiles and readies her stone wand. Now, we're in a box, in a grey box, which means this is the word of God. Please note. The Ice Sorceress is a being of great power. Yeah, I know, and that's why I'm fighting it, because it makes me look cool. Attack the Ice Sorceress. A fatal lapse in judgment, cries the Ice Sorceress, a voice rattling through the ice-laden branches of nearby trees. She strides forward, barely an inch above the surface of the knee-dimped snow and strikes out at you with her stone wand. I now attack the Ice Sorceress. Yeah, so now I'm strong enough that it's just plus four that I have to roll on the 20-sided dice. The Ice Sorceress strikes at you with her stone wand. And since you can't use magic or most items in this... It's pretty much, if your MR isn't high enough, you will lose. And then in the end you get a smaller bonus at the end of the Wing of Illusion. So, so only fight it if you've got, uh, if, you're, if you've got an MR a bit above 150. And, or maybe a lot of SP if you're close to it. The Ice Strasser strikes at you with a stone wand. She keeps striking, but I keep bashing, and she is slain. 15 combat XP, 
256 experience to general. The life, the life, ice sorceress, a sustaining life force, last completely drained, shatters into thousands of tiny frozen stars that land about you in the snow. The merciless, cold-hearted ruler of this forest domain has yet again met a match, this time at your hands. You quick, you turn to quickly scan your surroundings for any further sign of danger. One was at once, the scene around you begins to shift and blur. Okay, only I, we, I hope the audience liked that. Because, well, it should have. <laughs> the scene around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of a circle of stones on Dragonfield Hills. Dragon Hill Fields, that is. The deafening roar. The crowd signals your victory in this, the 15th round of Solondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to general. At the edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge the next time inside the Wing of Stones. Ooh, you, you better step it up pretty quickly. You've not got many more chances to thwart me. Well done, though, Zook says. You see, I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell. Make your way off across the tournament grounds. Gonna west and recover, and then on to round 16. The Gavadon lookers wise, cheering wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 16th round of Solondor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly... Everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to, re to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. But to what? Three from Trithic. You're stand standing at the edge of a broad circular chamber of stone. Bright light from an unseen source illuminates the alternating grey and black tiles that make up the wall. Make up the walls, floor, and art ceiling of the large room. Standing before a swirling black vortex on the opposite of the chamber is a tall man with a dark moustache and deep-set, cruel eyes. Man is of slight build and clad in a suit of soft leather armour. He draws a sword sword and levels his left index finger at you. 
Not ten of the likes of you could bring me down, he growls menacingly. I'll not be taken until my time, and now is not my time. Before you can react to the scene about you, before you can react, the scene about you freezes as the apparition of Solandor appears. Three of Twithic's most notorious villains make up this challenge, says Silent Door, nodding in the direction of the frozen, sword-wielding man. That young noob, of course, is Nowick Kindleg, the notorious harbour strangler. He is as good with a two-handed throttle as he is with his blade. He's cut short the life of perhaps a hundred while employing one tactic or the other. I leave you now to face him. Good luck, Soup. Solandor's apparition fades, and the scene about you returns to life. Nike Kind Leg. I mean, how do you get a name like that? How do you get a name, Kind Leg? How do you get that name? Yeah. I don't know. How? How? Is this an entire Kind Leg family? Presumably, because it's a surname. Notorious Harbour Strangler rushes at you from across the chamber, his short sword cutting a dazzling pattern through the air as he closes in. It's Norik Kindleg, the Harbour Strangler. Norik slashes at you with his short sword and is already halfway down. I keep fighting, keep fighting, and he is slain. 5XP. The body of Nowick Kymlik slimmers brightly and vanishes. Your second opponent immediately emerges from the swirling black vortex on the far side of the circular chamber. The sheer size of the bulky chain-clad warrior now facing you from across the chamber is enough to unnerve you. The towering, broad-shouldered man, his head topped by a spiked leather stole cap, and his thick hands gripping the haft of a double-bladed axe is easily the size of a small ogre. He sneers at you and laughs. I've never swatted a fly as ugly as you, he grumbles. Very well then, let's be at it. Morg, my what's up, the org? Echoes the voice of Solandar through the chamber. This once was suggested by none other than the illustrious Fane Proland himself. It's only a few years back that this brutal killer met his doom at the end of the Thane's own blade. It's all yours this day, Zoop. Good luck. Mustrup snarls as he strides across the chamber towards you, his axe resting casually over his shoulder. So I now fight my Wustup the Ogre. Who's a man, not an ogre. He just he's just got the shape of an ogre. And the temperament of an ogre. <laughs> My Westrop swipes at you with his massive fists. Hey, why aren't you using that axe? You're too angry to use an axe? Probably. And he's slain. Six XP. The bulky cup corpse of My Westrop shimmers briefly and vanishes. Your third and final opponent immediately emerges from the swirling black vortex on the opposite side of the circular chamber. 
momently taken aback by the short, slight woman now standing facing you from across the chamber, just shy of five feet in height. The diminutive woman is clad in black leather armour and wields a pair of long-handled daggers. He smiles grimly and bows. I would introduce myself, she says, brandishing her weapons with an incredible display of skill. But these two pieces make a more poignant introduction than I could ever hope to. Behold, Zoop! Echoes the voice of Solondar through the chamber. The master! Assassin Duarda, best known as Night Sting. It's believed by many she has never been bested in combat. Of course, fewer victims ever had the chance to sting her back. Good luck to you. With that, Solondor's voice fades, and Jalaza vaults herself across the chamber towards you, her deadly blades flashing as she hurtles through the air. And now fight Gianna. Gianna scrapes at you with her two deadly blades. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 25 damage. And another devastating blow for 26 damage. Ooh, she's good. But she is still slain. 38 XP. Gianna struggles for... Staggers forward and drops to the ground to your feet. Her two trusted daggers falling out of her hands and clattering across the cone stone floor. The infamous assassin known as Night Sting is no more. Williamson, of course, defeated all three of the villains colored up by Sonador. You wait patiently for the master illusionist to dispel his creation and reward you a victory. Less than a moment after you formulate the thought, your surroundings begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of a circle of stones on the Dragon Hill fields. The deafening roar of the crowd signals your victory in this, the 16th round of Solidor's Wing of Illusion has been met with feverish approval. Solidor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. Alright, 256 experience to General. The edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, though, Zook, he says. See, I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell. Make your way off across the tournament grounds. Alright, I'm going to west from that. I see those devastating attacks by Giardra. Visit. Alright, to the Festival Master. On to round 17. What could it be? The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 17th round of Solondor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A squill crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. 
The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of all of Solondar's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. What could it be? The Corridor of Death. You stand in a wine-stowed corridor, illuminated by dim, ghostly white light. The far end of the passage, perhaps 50 yards from you, is a tall wooden door. Behind you, the passage abruptly ends at a smooth stone wall. Wondering what sort of danger stalks this seemingly empty hall, you take your first tentative step along it, as if in answer sounded your footfall. The entire corridor begins to shake violently. Chunks of stone and clouds of dust and debris begin dropping into the passage from the ceiling overhead. Realising at once the intimate danger in, you're about to dash towards the distant door, when suddenly your surroundings freeze. The familiar, glowing apparition of Solendor appears. Ah, what a horrible place this is, says Solendor hint of sadness in his voice. Tales and I barely escaped this tomb with our lives. I certainly wish I could say say same for our dear friend Othmore. But the Allfather watch over him. This corridor leads to the way out of the crypt, yet it proved to be the last and most dangerous part of our excursion. Mind you, Zoop, you only need to reach the door at the end of the hall to score yourself a victory. Mind you also, the falling rocks may prove to be the least of your perils. I wish you luck. The apparition of Solondor fades from view, and the scene about you returns to life. A large chunk of stone lands with a thud on the floor to your left. Sh- floor. Lands with a thud on the floor of the pa- shaking passage to your left. You dash along the corridor in the direction of the distant door attempting to navigate your way through the falling chunks of stone that rain down from above. The first of three dodges, picking a number with a bonus of 59. 19 from luck and 40 from agility. Pick 60. You stifle an agonised cry as a shower of rock and debris weighing down on top of you, choking you with dust and battering you with its heavier components. Wounded, but alive, you stagger out of the cloud of dust and debris and hurriedly continue along the passage. You dash along the corridor in the direction of the distant door, attempting to navigate through the falling chunks of stone that weighing down from above. The second of three dodges. Same check again. 87. You twist to your side and leap forward, narrowly escaping a deadly shower of rock and debris from overhead. Not waiting for the dust to settle, you hurriedly continue along the passage. You dash along the corridor in the direction of the distant door, attempting to navigate your way through the falling chunks of stone that rain down from above. The third of three dodges. Same joke again. 140. They even get close. You twist to your side and leap forward, 
narrowly escaping the deadly shower of rock and debris from overhead. Not wishing for the dust to settle, you hurriedly continue, not waiting for the dust to settle. You hurriedly continue along the passage, but now what? You breathe a sigh of relief when the showers of stone and debris from overhead cease. To you find yourself standing in a clearer, more stable section of the corridor. Your relief is short-lived, however. Only a few yards past the last of the falling rocks, we're confronted by what appears to be a new peril. The grey stone tiles that make up the floor of the crypt passage properly come to an end at the edge of a... Are three wide and long slabs of stone that span the entire width of the hall. The slabs are easily 20 feet in length, making it possible to jump over them. Crude etchings adorn the shiny surface of the stone taps, which from left to right are a dragon, a griffin, and a wolf. Sunlandy. The voice of Solandor echoes along the corridor. Only one of them is safe to cross upon, echoes a voice. Realising the only way to continue is to cross one of the slabs, begin to study them, hoping to discover which of them is safe to step on. So I pick a number. Bonus of 92. 20 from Mind, 20 from Aura, 17 from Law. 18 from Arcania, and 17 from Thievery. Uh, I hope that's enough. Picking now. 149. After a careful, lengthy study of the tiles, you determine the Griffin tile is the only tile that is safe to cross. With slight trepidation, you gingerly lower your foot onto the tile and breathe a sigh of relief when nothing happens. Wasting no time. You cross the tile and prepare to continue towards the door, the end of the corridor. Now past the three black stone tiles, continue to cautiously approach the wooden door. According to what Sonandor has told you, reaching the door will earn you a victory. With that thought in mind, you creep forward, eager to cover the last few remaining yards of the corridor. You're within ten steps of the door when it's suddenly buckled by a violent blow from the other side. A second strike blow strikes the door and breaks it off its heavy iron hinges and lies flat along the top passage, its top nearly touching your toes. With a loud, echoing hiss, a towering skeleton, nearly twice your own height, steps out of the deep gloom beyond the now doorless arch. Much to your horror, the fearsome up dead creature picks up the door and promptly hurls it at you. You've only a split second to act. It's a check. I've got a bonus of 20 from agility, and I've got to hit 50 or more. Ooh, what could happen? We will pick and see. Success with 74. You step forward, narrowly dodging the flying door. The heavy slab of wood sails over. You dive forward. That is. The heavy slab of wood sails over your prone form. And lands with a loud thud in the corridor behind you. As you regain your feet, 
your eyes fall upon the fearsome skeletal guardian now staggering along the passage towards you. The towering skeleton hisses as it swipes at you with its large and hopelessly rusted sword. Despite the slow, rigid movement of your fearsome undead foe, you have no doubt that this terror is capable of landing a fell blow. You steel yourself for a brutal fight to the finish. It's a towering skeletal guardian, whose tomb I presumably just ransacked. The massive skeletal guardian slashes you with his rusted sword. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 20 damage. Ooh, another devastating blow for 33 damage. Oh my, that's too much. Too many devastating blows. Alright, these are regular blows now. I'm dodging them all. And now, it is slain. 23xp. The sound of splittering bone and a quick, thick cloud of pungent dust fills the wide stone corridor as the massive skeleton crashes to the floor. You step back from the shattered remains of your foe and wipe the sweat off your brow. You have little trouble seeing how Othamore came to his unfortunate end in this wretched place. A sound from the passage ahead alerts you as you peer into darkness beyond where the wooden door once stood. No less than two dozen glowing red eyes stand back at you from inky shadows, steering yourself for one last encounter in the corridor. You're greatly relieved when your surroundings suddenly begin to shift and blur. The scene around you gradually returns to focus and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Hill Fields. The deafening roar of the crowd signals your victory in this, the 17th round of Solondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to General. The edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater challenge next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, though, Zoop, he says. Seem going to have some difficulty thwarting you. Yes, yes, you are. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. Okay, I'm going to west. And I think the next one will be the last one for this episode. Speak to the festival master. It's a labour, to be sure, she says. But well worth the effort, I assure you. Soup. Proceed with the tournament. On to round 18. Yes, he's going to be pulling out all the stops now. 18. The gathers on lookers wise, cheering wildly to take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The 18th round of Solondor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the sanding stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. 
The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything about around you begins to blur and shift before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings. You find your surroundings have changed. The Three Lives of Wattheart you're standing on a rocky, on e- on rocky uneven ground, the basis of a series of steep, rolling hills that run off towards the dark line of distant firs to the west. Beyond the shadowy line of trees rise even steeper hills, which gradually give way to a towering chain of mountains that pierce the clear blue sky. A sudden series of shrieks startles you, you turn to witness a scene that makes you glad this is all just one of Sondor's masterful illusions. Approximately 50 yards to the south of you, also at the foot of the hills, a battle wages. A sizable force of three dozen mountain goblins wielding spears and axes is embroiled in a brutal struggle against a massive, three-headed forest troll. The grotesque, terrifying troll appears to regard his savage foes little more, more than nuisances as he swats them aside with his two spiked clubs. Matter of only a couple of minutes, the three dozen go- goblins have either fled or lie slain at the feet of their towering foe. The troll's three heads turn immediately in your direction, and the fearsome creature stomps along the base of the hill following with rage and rising its deadly spike clubs into the air. The scene about you freezes as the glowing apparition of Solendor appears. The legendary Wattheart, says Solendor, waving his hand in the direction of the three-headed troll. I don't believe he was ever put down, though I dare say it wasn't for the lack of attempts. The horrid creature bears one life for each of his hideous heads. So if he just once wants to, he must be slain three times. You ask Sondor if he tallies on their many adventures over the years. Ever encountered why he smiles. Once, quite a few years back, we came upon some of his handiest work, works, Sondor, in the form of a decimated regiment of border rangers in the Fudderwin foothills. We tracked him for the better part of two days but eventually went afoul of his trail and gave him up. Of course, you have no way of knowing it was truly what. What are we trusting? Though I dare say this would suggest otherwise. Solondor wishes you luck as his apparition shimmers brightly and disappears. Seen about you immediately returns to luck. So is, is what heart still out there somewhere? I mean, he might be. He might be. Along with the fiend of Waif Hollow. The three-headed troll snarls as it breaks into a charge, covering the distance between you at a nerving speed with its lengthy stride. So I can use archery or hold my ground and engage the three-headed terror. I'm going to use archery. Succeeded. 4x speed to archery. You fire two arrows at the charging troll, and both the feathered shafts hit the march, sham- slamming into the beast's thick, leathery torso. 
The troll stumbles and is pierced by the shafts, but quickly resumes his charge. The three-headed troll, somewhat slowed by arrows, charges into melee range, swiping at you with his two heavy spike clubs. You manage to dodge his initial blows and counter an attack of your own, and you, what you quickly realise will be a brutal fight to the finish. Now, I've got an idea. I'm going to equip that engraved troll bond. Because... That just that sounds like that sounds like a fun thing for the audience to see, isn't it? Three headed what heart. He's wounded. I fight him. Ooh, it's a bont! It's a bont! It's a bont! For forty four damage. It's a bont. You've been bonted. You've been bonted. And now you're gonna die. You've been bonted. You've been bonted, and now you're going to die. What heart strikes at you with two spike clubs? More bonts coming? Ooh, another bont for 33 damage. All right, let's finish him off with a bont. And we did. Bont. <laughs> yes, just a fun thing to read. Bont. Yes. It's written in red, flanked by two stars on each side. Capital letters. Bold. Yes, it's a great thing to read. Slain your foe. 6 XP. The free-headed Watheart staggers in fours, striking the ground face first at your feet. The court shimmers brightly and disappears. A loud snarl fills the air. It's a double-headed version of the fearsome troll materialises only a few yards away. You boldly hold your ground as you prepare to engage the twin-headed terror. It's two-headed, what heart now? Okay, get rid of this head and he's just a regular troll. Yes, this now since this, this engraved troll bond gives me 20 MR. 20 extra melee rating versus this enemy. And the power of the bont. Which I've just done for 36 extra damage. Come on, I want to finish. He swipes at you with his two spike clubs. And I give him another bont for 20 damage. Oh, I didn't finish him with a bont. He is slain. Bont, 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 bont. 6 XP. The two-headed troll crashes to the ground to your feet. The cork shimmers brightly and disappears. You promptly assume a defensive stance, preparing to face the beast's next incarnation, where something unexpected, entirely unexpected happens. A large purple bubble, perhaps three times the size of your head, floats into view and begins swiftly rising swiftly into the air on the breeze. Touch it before it's out of reach, echoes the voice of Solendor all around you. Touch it and you will be healed. I, I don't need it. N these previous two didn't land land a single blow on me. But I think the audience want to see me try. With no desire to see this opportunity go to waste, you rushed forward and begin leaping at the rising bubble. Picking a number. 
Bonus of 45. 10 from agility. 10 from body. 10 from might. 10 from spirit. And 5 from luck. Picking it now. 41. 141, in fact. Your fingers sweep the surface. Purple bubble. And you immediately feel your wounds begin to heal. You know, if I had any. If I had wounds, I'd have healed 57 Sanima points. So now I heal 57 nothings. Now more confident than ever, you can succeed on this challenge. Prepare to face the next incarnation of a fearsome troll. A loud snarl fills the air as the next incarnation of Watheart materialises several yards away. The single-headed version that stomps towards you is more in line with the trolls you're accustomed to. Though he's still much larger than most of his savage species. Determined to put him down to defeat and earn a victory in this round of Solendar's tournament. You boldly stride forwards to meet the beast's advance. It's one-headed Watheart. So it's just regular Watheart. I mean, you don't really have to say someone's one-headed. I think if you assume... I think most people assume if you describe an animal... How many heads does it have? One. <laughs> oh, I just bonted him for 52 extra damage. While well, he strikes out at you, his two spike clubs. But he's not getting any hits in because he's being bonted. Bonted right in the face. Well, actually being bonted in three critical weak spots at the same time. When I execute a masterful downstroke with the troll bond. Another bont? Oh, no bonts this time. Next. Ooh! I went into battle wage and I bonted at the same time. Yes, and now he is slain, taking 67 damage in a single round. Yes, that troll bont is just so much fun. I, uh, I don't know about our... How the troll hunter feels about that, though. But it's an illusionary troll, so it, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, mm, probably should probably shouldn't go. It's considering that one of my best friends is a former troll or a troll disguised as a human. I probably shouldn't take too much joy in this, but bont. It's such a fun thing to say. Bont, bont. Bonk, 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 bonk. And now it is slain. You've been bonted. And now you're dead. You've slain your foe. 6 XP. The dying troll turns its head skyward and unleashes a, unleashes a final lonely bellow. It slumps to its knees before collapsing face turfs onto the ground. At long last, justice has caught up with the undying terror of what heart. You step back as the troll's bloodied corpse suddenly bursts into flames. The fire that consumes the creature's body burns with great intensity, and in a manner of minutes only, a pile of ash only a pile of ash remains. A thin thin trail of of sickly black smoke winds its way from the smouldering heap into the clear blue sky. Your eyes are focused on the climbing Climbing column of smoke when your surroundings begin to shift and blur. Well, I hope you like that audience. That's probably the first time you've ever seen a troll bond in action. 
That's yeah, so I'd like to thank I like to thank the troll hunter for inventing the troll bunt. The scene around you gradually returns to focus and once again finds yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragon Field Hill Dragon Hill Fields. The deafening roar of the crowd signals your victory in this, the eighteenth round of Solandor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with Feverish approval, Solondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. There's 256 experience to general, which is experience that you can spend on anything. Any skill, any power, and various other things that we will soon discover. Very soon, in fact. The edge of the contest field, Solandor again congratulates you, tells you to expect an even greater challenge next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done though, Zoop. Seeing going to have some difficulty thwarting you. Alright, you've only got two more chances left. I mean, what else could you do? I mean, I fought trolls, I fought I fought brigands, I fought egg beasts. I mean, what are you going to say to me? A great, big, and massive dragon? I mean, well, I mean, really, you you do know that the only thing that could possibly stop me is me. Oh, but I think I just gave him no idea. You bid the Master Illusionist farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. So I'm going to switch back to, to my Shimmering Silver Mace. Put on my kite shield. Gonna west. Going to save. Now there's a few there's a few preparations I'm going to make for the next two rounds. And we've we've got and we've hit nearly 50 minutes now. So we're gonna do the last two rounds and the really, really incredible rewards for this contest in the next episode. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.